One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You're listening to Puma Podcast. Hi, I'm Jonathan Ong, disinformation researcher. I'm Kat Ventura, and we're back for another season of Catch Me If You Can by Puma Podcast. And we wanted to try something new this time. In our recent study entitled Parallel Public Spheres, we diagnosed how Philippine society is so divided that it seems like we're living in separate universes. We advocated to create new spaces to rebuild our public sphere where people can have real conversations, maybe have disagreements, but at the end of the day, still treat each other as fellow citizens rather than enemies. So we'll experiment with a few episodes where we have a conversation with someone across the political aisle and go over controversial issues and discuss solutions we can possibly work with. And this is not the kind of gotcha journalism where our intention is to catch them at their lies and expose them in the end as evil perpetrators for our audience to judge. And though we will trim the conversation a bit to keep the episode tight and flowing, we are not going to splice things out of context. At the end of the series, we'll be asking colleagues in journalism and the academe to review the episodes, give us feedback about the quality of the conversation, and comment at our attempt at bridging parallel public spheres. In this episode, we talk to none other than Sass Sasso. So, Kat, baka ma-cancel culture na tayo, ha, with this episode. Are you afraid? <laughs> Badge of honor. Badge of honor ba yan? Well, obviously, we don't, I don't want to be canceled. At the end of the day, I'm a Libra. <laughs> I'm a Libra I'm a Libra rising and three planets in Libra. So, I really value these spaces in the middle and... I don't want to be the target of cancel culture. And, you know, to be canceled by your own friends or allies, that hurts more than, you know, being hated by your so-called enemies. Yeah, we are risking a lot in doing this episode, but we feel that it's necessary. Like, we can't keep saying that we are bridging parallel public spheres unless we actually make a big attempt at it. And I would say it yeah. isn't so bad. Ika, what do you think, Jonathan? Before anyone listens to this episode, like after having talked to Sass for more than two hours, mind you, how was it for you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. And for me, it's really an experiment, right? So it's funny for us as academics and as sociologists, we expressed a real position in our study that it's, important to bridge our parallel public spheres, to create spaces for commingling and 
conversation. And to say that is controversial these days, where in fact, to assert yourself and to diba, parang hold mm-hmm. on to what's left of democratic spaces is more important, even though that might mean shunning other people. And so, yes, um, I do see this as a risk, um, but I also see this as an experiment and I hope our listeners view it in such a way na we did not come here, you know, with a script or, or a blueprint that came from Finland or or United States or wherever, diba? Na, <laughs> na there's one best practice at, at doing a conversation with the other side, kumbaga. So it's not as if we're, we have something to work with in terms of an actual set of guidelines, but we did want to curate this space. And the, the intention was not to call her out, although we try. Mm-hmm. And I hope um, listeners um, try to catch that now. We also try to catch her out. Um, and I mean, we try to call her out or call her in. Na parang, hey, didn't you say this in your in your show? Um, what do you have to say about that? So, but yeah, I, I feel that we could have also gone a bit harder. Mm-mm. What do you think? No, I think we were, and also for Sass, we were being very careful in this episode. Even the way we approached her. Of course, credit to Juan, to Juan, our research assistant, for getting Juan Sass Gabriel Sass. Felix. Juan Gabriel Felix for getting Sass Sassot. In fact, before we had this interview, just to let everyone know, we had a pre-interview with Sass. Like she wanted to talk to us first, Jonathan, to ask about what this show is actually gonna be about and what's gonna happen. Because we told her that we will be coming into this space as researchers and also people from one side of the political spectrum, diba? And then she's also yeah. and acknowledging that she's also in another side of the political spectrum. So we came in knowing that we had different ways of seeing things. We also wanted to double check with her whether may ganun din bang conversation sa kabilang side of the aisle. Um, do they mm. have similar conversations where they want to also have discussions across political camps so and it sounds like from what she told us that she finds it important to mingle with people with different perspectives which i think is interesting and i found that sincere yeah the fact that she actually joined us in this conversation shows that she was in fact sincere so without further ado we give you our conversation with sas sasso Sass Sassot's reputation precedes her. She is a transgender activist who made waves first in her impassioned speech to the United Nations in December 2009, advocating for transgender rights. She rose in fame and notoriety as one of the top three mega-influencers supporting President Rodrigo Duterte and justifying many of his controversial policies, including the foreign policy pivot to China, and the war on drugs. In popular journalistic investigations such as those published by Rappler, also those published by BuzzFeed's Davy Alba, SAS has been identified as a crucial node in the state's official propaganda apparatus. Many academic papers and undergraduate theses have been written about her ever since, some critiquing her for spreading misinfo, 
a few openly wondering why and how a transgender activist sides with a chauvinist strongman leader. Sa Sasot is an academic herself. She graduated with a combined major in world politics and global justice with magna cum laude honors and received a master's degree in international relations at Leiden University. She has taught courses in international relations, comparative politics, policy analysis at Maastricht University. Currently, she is host of the public affairs talk show program Statecraft in SMNI News Channel, a news channel that my colleagues and I have directly critiqued as being hyper-partisan in our recent study published by Harvard University entitled Parallel Public Spheres. So now this is a show about influence operations, campaign strategists, and also shadowy personalities who hack our attention on social media. This is Catch Me If You Can. Without further ado, welcome Sass to Catch Me If You Can. Hello, thank you for inviting me, John and Kat. Thank you, Sass. So I wanted to ask Sass, so why did you agree to come to our show in the first place? Our show is about political trolls. What is the motivation? Well, I'm always open to talking to anyone. It's hindi naman ako natatawa ng pag-usap kahit kanino. And that's basically my motivation. And maybe, of course, no, I could also offer a different perspective on how other people perceive me. And and a lot of the positions and that I publicly made. And this is not the first time that uh, I have spoken with or nakipag-usap sa mga taong uh, paniniwala or more accurately, perception of reality. Yeah, we're so keen and very curious to hear your perspectives and that's also our motivation for uh, this episode today. Obviously, Catch Me If You Can is about following the money trail as well. So I'm sure our listeners will also be very curious about questions around how much money you made perhaps under Duterte and continuing to make. Well, yeah, unahin na natin yan kasi ilang pinaka-explosive. <laughs> I never made money under the Duterte administration at all. I was working in the Netherlands. I was a student when I first blogged. I was a master's student. I held three jobs all at the same time. And then I became a teacher at Maastricht University. And then after that, you know, I, I held a lot of jobs. I think people in the Netherlands, you know, the Filipino community in the Netherlands know the kind of jobs that I held because I asked for their help to give me jobs. I even scrubbed toilets, just like every Filipino migrants in the Netherlands. And this is something that I'm not uh, ashamed to admit because it is common, really a common experience of Filipinos in Europe and other parts of the world who are trying to make it in a predominantly white society. So I never made any money during the Duterte administration at all. I think I'm very open to lifestyle checks. Magkaalaman ako, magkaalaman kung sino ang may mga magagarang kotse bigla ng mga influencers in both political spectrum. So it's not something that I'm going to be afraid to divulge my finances, etc. So it's not something that I, I never I never earned anything during the administration. Even now, I'm, I didn't, I'm not earning anything. I'm, I'm only relying on my meager income in hosting state cap. It's not a lot, guys. 
So I'm only doing it out of the love of the concept because that's really my personal project. And I'm not earning a lot anymore in Facebook ads because my Facebook has been shadow banned for several months now. Noon siguro na nag-umpisang mag-monetize ang Facebook. When, I think it was during... Kailan ba nag-monetize? Yung instant up, stories function, no? Nung, wala. Um, I never had that. Um, okay. Yung mm-hmm. ano, yung live. Pero na-approve lang ang monetization ko in May last year. And it's in my ITR, income tax return. <laughs> so I paid, I paid taxed last year. And what did I earn? Ano bang source ng income ko last year? My endorsement of Sandwave. Ako nagkaroon pa ako doon ng, ano, ng plug eh. Yes. Oh, Napapansin ko yan sa page mo. Formal endorser ka na ng Sandwave. So para ito sa mga migrants, pagpapadala ng pera back home. Mm-hmm. So yun lang and yeah you know ako ako yung natatakot ako mag mag-skip ng payment ng taxes no kasi in the Netherlands you cannot escape paying taxes because the government knows your bank account There was uh, one interesting term that I did pick up kanina yung sinabi mo na perceptions of reality magkakaiba tayo ng perceptions of reality and I find it interesting nga eh kasi that's how it feels like now na magkakaiba nga and I'm also very thankful na nandito ka kasi in some small way, medyo nag-merge yung ating realities, would you say? Well, the thing is, we we share a common space. You know, hindi naman bago na people have different perceptions of reality. It has been debated in philosophy, in psychology. So it's not something new, you know, na people have different perceptions of reality. And everything, you know, I... Everything depends on our perception of reality. Kasi wala namang none of us. Well, it really depends as well kung ano yung paniniwala natin about truth. You know, do we have a correspondence theory of truth? Do we have a coherence theory of truth? Or do we have a pragmatic theory of truth? And these different uh, ways of understanding truth and the relationship between reality and our thoughts do not agree with each other kung ano ba yung talagang relationship ng thoughts, the way uh, our perception, and the object that we are perceiving or, or reality itself. So ngayon, you know, we, we, we are just having a conversation and kasi, you know, I, I, my understanding of truth is rooted on my personal experience as a trans person. For some people, when they perceive me, especially before, before my sex assignment surgery, and I still have a penis, they perceive me as male. That's their perception of who I was. But for me, I have a different perception of who I was and who I am right now. Kaninong perception yung masasabi natin has more faithfulness to the truth? Are those people na who see me as male or ako? And, and that would bring us to Ano ba yung data that they are processing? And how are they prioritizing the data that they're seeing? Or yung sinasabi natin na, or even the fact itself of the materiality of my existence. And some of them, they privilege the penis as the representative fact of what is my truth. But for me, it wasn't. How do we actually mediate between these perceptions of truth so that's where I'm coming from. Kaya I'm not, 
you know, I am so comfortable with different perceptions of reality kasi ako mismo, I experience it in the most visceral way. And how could I convince you that I am a woman if your perception of being a woman is someone who was born with a vagina and who could give birth? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Etc. Right. Oh, Because apart from having different perceptions, we you have a different reality. Yun na nga eh. Parang, di ba? Hindi lang siya perception. Iba kasi yung mundo na, well, literally, as speaking, as a transgender, iba yung perception, iba yung mundo rin na ginagalawan mo. And ang hirap nga mag-convince ng ibang tao to try to convince them of your identity. Kasi rin, nakikita ko rin yung struggles din ng asserting it. Parang like, how much convincing do you need, ba? Like, kanino ba dapat manggagaling yeah. kung ano ba talaga ako? Hindi ba dapat sa akin lang din? Kaya, kaya, kaya nga, I don't, I don't see any difference with what I am experiencing right now. People saying na, I am um, peddling this information. I don't see any difference between them and those people who are saying na, I'm peddling this information na babae ako. And for me, th- those two things are structurally similar in what they want to achieve. You know, and, and coincidentally, the accusations of I'm peddling this information is accompanied by a tactic by those people who are who have been uh ano ba to, yung sumusugod sa social media pages ko exposing na eh, hindi naman babae yan lalaki yan and then they even use you know the the picture of my dead brother na sabi ito siya dati and ito siya ngayon pero the root of that is what is information in the first place well it's always so, rooted yeah. in facts mm-hmm. diba truth is rooted in facts and we and I think yun din, din din tayo nako-confuse kasi minsan uh, we would mistake opinions for facts. But the fact of the matter then is it's also hard din eh kasi these facts, they do evolve. Like if you think about your case, Sas, di ba? 
the fact is, if we were to base it on yung mismong fact, which is yung nakasulat dun sa birth certificate mo, for instance, iba na yun sa facts ngayon, di ba? Iba na yun sa, for instance, iba na yun sa passport mo, right? Kasi iba na rin yung gender mo dun sa passport mo. So, I do see and I do understand that these things do evolve. But I think the difficulty lang din is when we try to siguro insist on our own opinion, opinions as something. Ako kasi, you know, what is information? Information is based on our interpretation of data. And data is a collection of facts. So, hindi yung information is yeah, it's rooted on facts, but also beliefs are rooted on facts. It really depends on really how they interpret the data and the facts. And that interpretation, of course, implicates how they prioritize the importance of particular facts. And ayun na nga, na kaya there's politics because we have different interpretation of reality. Otherwise, kung pare-pareho naman yung interpretation ng reality, there's no need for politics at all. I agree with you. And also going back to yung themes of our society being so divided, um, our society being so polarized, and even coming into agreement at shared facts is so difficult just because dumami yung ating information sources. We choose to believe the experts and interpretations that affirm our own belief systems and our own political identities. Para sa amin, ang issue ng disinfo and fake news isn't completely dependent on correcting or policing and coming into agreement at a perfect set of facts and truths that everyone should hold as universally applicable to everybody. But for us, part of promoting a healthy information ecosystem, yes, it is about policing information and correcting wrong information. But number two, it's also coming together and having healthy conversations despite differences of identity, despite differences of social backgrounds. And so itong episode na ito is one such experiment at this attempt at bringing people together from different sides, if you want to call it that, trying to experiment at holding space, at having a reasonable conversation um, for the next hour and a half or so. Um, and so yun yung intention namin dito, not to debate with SAS, um, but really to have an open conversation. And I think what you're saying about your complex identity position na hirap na hirap yung mga tao to place you na parang bakit ba siya supporter ni Duterte given her background as someone from a marginalized identity position, shouldn't she be leaning more towards more progressive values? And at some point, you have flip-flopped in terms of your allegiances to political groups. Maybe you can discuss that. And yeah, and this intention, uh, were you here to debate with us? Um, what was the intention also? We have to have shared understanding of what exactly we're talking about. If we're talking about information, what exactly is information? Ngayon, kung, limbawa, if someone has a different interpretation, you know, information is interpretation. That's it. It's Information is not fact. Information is based on interpretation of facts. And if someone has a different interpretation of the facts, are they doing this information? Or are we just facing multiplicity? of information because people really interpret facts. 
in different ways. Ako kasi, you know, I live in the Netherlands for almost 12 years. And you have different political parties. And then they interpret facts in different ways. You do have the liberal right, you have the communist, you have the socialist, you have the green movement, etc. So I'm so used into having this multiple interpretation of facts. And, and then they don't arrive at the truth with a capital T, but a negotiated understanding of reality. And then that becomes the basis of policy, you know, especially in a parliamentary system, kasi talaga you, you are forced to collaborate in order to have any policy passed. So, kaya ngayong, you know, I'm not necessarily in agreement na we are a polar, parang, kasi I'm getting this impression, yung sabi, oh, we are a very, uh, we are a polarized society. But when did our society never been polarized? Kasi, polarization of society is actually rooted on multiple interpretation of reality. So it tends to be polarized because you have multiple interpretation of a reality. If you are a liberal, you interpret reality in a different way. If you are a communist, you interpret in a different way. And then if, if you are a socialist in all these things. Now regarding yung people saying na ito yung values na, then why would she support Duterte? Diba? I actually explained it several times over and over and over again. Una, Duterte has a very good record when it comes to LGBT rights in Davao. And that is unassailable. That's unassailable. That's just what happened. And I know it because nung panahon ng Ladlad, Comelec issue, it was uh, Duterte, I think, one of the first politicians who expressed support for Ladlad and who spoke against Comelec. Duterte even offered to be the lawyer of Ladlad. You know, we, we celebrated it because I was still part of Ladla during that time. You know, that my Facebook feed during that time was hailing Duterte for doing that. And I have spoken to people in Davao, LGBT people in Davao. I have been to Davao in 2003. I was with 2003 when I did a research on, well, it's the first comprehensive research on trans people, trans women in the Philippines. And Davao was one of my areas. And before that, I already had a bad perception of Duterte before I went to Davao in 2003. Because I was a volunteer of Amnesty International in 2002. And the information that I am receiving about Duterte was he was bad, he kills people, etc. And then when I was in Davao, I had a totally different experience of Davao. You know, even the people... Who are, who are politically, we might not associate with Duterte, they were my networks then in Davao. That, that's why I was, uh, I was able to do my work in Davao. And then they're telling me a different thing. I experienced Davao differently. I talked to the LGBT group there because I was so surprised dahil napaka-established ng LGBT group nila. That was Iwag Davao. This was in 2003. It was very institutionalized. They have a good working relationship with LGU, which was a very, very rare thing in 2003. Ah. Kasi ngayon, it's very common na that LGUs are partnering with LGBT organizations. And then they told me, and then I asked them, hindi ba kayo na, kasi ang, ang, ang ano na ng LGBT movement is the power of the Catholic Church. Tinanong ko sila, hindi ba kayo inaanig ng Catholic Church? And then the executive director of Iwag Davao only told me, only said one word. Duterte. So, so the, 
that was my experience of him. And true enough, even during his reign, he was like, you know, I will have to use emasculating the power of the Catholic Church. And, and for me, you know, as I perceive myself, hindi malayo. Although I would admit na walang 100% correspondence between my values and Duterte. But between among them, siya yung mas nag-approximate. And I also have an anti-colonial stance. And Duterte also has that. And, and for me, siya yung nag-approximate. And then the third consideration is the realist consideration. Yes, there are different politicians who might have the same na mas, for example, I would have a, a more correspondence of my political values in them, but political values nila. But the thing is, this is politics. I have a pragmatic view of power. Sino ba yung mas kakayanin? Is it Duterte or these other politicians? So, you know, and I place my bet on him because he checked all the boxes. And especially, you know, having that political will. And political will is something that you need in order to accomplish things in politics. And in 2022, I thought it was Bongbong Marcos. Although, when I look at all the candidates, I had more policy agreements with uh, Norberto Gonzalez, who is from PSDP, uh, Partido Social Democratico Pilipinas, and even Calyodi de Guzman. You know, I interviewed both of these people on statecraft, and then I was just like agreeing with both of them. And sabi ko nga, if things are fair, I think if Norberto Gonzalez became the political figure of the opposition against Duterte, siguro I would just side with Norberto Gonzalez instead of Bombo Marcos. And I wrote this on my Facebook page. Even, even Yodi Digisman, I said that among, you know, wala naman ako nakitang pagkakaiba in terms of political ideology with Bombo Marcos and, for example, Lenny Robredo. They have the same understanding of economy, you know, the relationship of capital and labor. You know, all these things, sabi ko, wala na nakakita. Ang pinagkaiba lang for me, ang pinagkaiba lang sa akin ni Lenny at ni BBM is the weight of their historical profile. And I understand the people who are against BBM. You know, given that historical baggage, I would understand why would they choose Lenny Robredo over him, even though ideologically, politically, eh magkapareho sila. So, ano to eh, um, I appreciate um, na, like most people, Sass is basing it on her own, diba, first-hand observations and experiences. But ikaw, Jonathan, where do you think the problem lies then? Like, bakit tayo nandito sa situation where we have, as Sass was saying, different perceptions of reality? Yeah, so I think how you discussed, no, parang politics as a game of compromises and each politician um, that we might hold up in a pedestal comprises of a set of values that we kind of approximate na, okay, I can live with that. I can support you. Parang thinking about like trade-offs, diba? Pero the question is, at what cost? Here, it's about Duterte himself. It's about Marcos himself as in terms of what he represents. But also the new styles of campaigning, the new styles of doing politics nowadays, including of influencers like you, Sas. Na how you describe the banana. Okay, so Duterte seems to be good in this way, but obviously war on drugs. Like this is the human cost of having him as president. Six thousand lives, according to one report. According to more than one report. 
So, yung divisiveness ng kanyang politika, ng kanyang pamamalakad, and also the ways in which he, in a way, enabled folks like you to play into this politics of division. Any regrets about influencers you've had feuds with, political commentators you've had feuds with, and, you know, traded like really nasty words with? Well, you know, to be honest, when Duterte ran, expressed his intention to run for president, kinabahan ako. You know, we all know that he has um, this populist tactics. Well, lahat naman ng politicians Pilipinas may populist tactics because we are a personality-based politics. Everyone, even Lenny, has populist tactics, you know. But the thing is, sabi ko nga, nakakatakot ito. Very, ako, hindi sa war on drugs. Sabi ko, kung ito maging presidente, and then what he might do, what I was thinking then, this was in 2015, na yung war on drugs na super divisive. And, you know, traditionally, pag ganyan, what they do is they find an external enemy in order to unite the public. Sabi ko, ito ko pag magkaroon tayo dito Chinese genocide in the Philippines because during the time, the enemy already that is being primed by the previous administration was China. And then sabi ko, aba, nung pinaparinggan ko yung kanyang foreign policy pronouncement, it, this was even before he declared that he was running for president in December 2015. This was in June 2015. During Asian CEO Forum, Basta yun, agency performed, this was like June, June 2015. Sabi ko, ah, okay. Regarding war on drugs, you know, my position there has, I feel, has been not judged fairly. And ito na nga, kasi the people's perception of me are based on what the media circulated. I, ako, Which for was, example, uh, what was it? What was that, ano? That, you know, parang, I think they have made it look like that all of us who are supporters of Duterte believe in the same way, which is the, the extreme version of whatever is Dutertismo has been portrayed during that time. Even when he was running, I have been posting about legalizing marijuana over and over and over again. I had wrote a piece saying that we should rethink our drug laws, classified drug laws according to the harm that they do. And then sabi ko, ako shabu should be totally eradicated in society. And it just so, and this is something that nobody even care to actually propagate that I've actually said. Ang palati naman lumalabas, the most sensational things that I have said, but never on things that I actually have given more thought into. So, ano yun, di ba? Na, ako kasi nababasa ko yung mga sinusulat. Sinusulat ng, you know, especially the traditional mainstream media on me. I have never saw them engage with the fine, with, with things that I have written in which I had, you know, poured so much thought into. For example, mas nabigyan, mas na-circulate pa yung sinat ko na one-liner na punishing fake news is like punishing fiction. And that was our conversation with Sas Sasso. Catch part two of this episode where we dive deeper into her political ideologies. I'm Kat Ventura, Puma Podcast. I'm Jonathan Ong. This episode was edited by Joe Salcedo. Follow Catch Me If You Can on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Before we let you go, we leave you with these questions. How did this episode make you feel? 
Which parts made you nod your head in agreement? Which parts should we have been tougher on our guest? When was the last time you had a conversation with someone whose politics you disagree with? Send us an email or a voice recording of your response to our questions and feedback about our episode at catchme at pumapodcast.com or our Puma Podcast Instagram page at puma underscore podcast. Let us know your thoughts. Maraming salamat po. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.